Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. I'm with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hello, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also mom of two and excited to be here. Awesome. And today we're talking about what young children need you to know. And we're lucky to have with us today Bridget Miller. Bridget is a teacher, a parent educator, and a consultant an author, and a mom. Welcome, Bridget. Welcome back to Parent Talk Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you both and to come back and chat to you. Yeah, it's awesome. This is our third episode together. You did the number six and the number 33. So it's awesome to have you again. And now we're really lucky because this is a special day. It right? is. This is your book launch day. It and, is. And uh, this is a busy day for you. <laughs> it's a really exciting day and I'm very happy to share it with the pair of you. That's awesome. And I think today we're going to be doing a contest with your book and you're going to sign us a copy for our listeners, right? Yes, I'd be happy to. That's awesome. Heather, can you tell us about the contest? Yes. Yeah, so you're going to be able to win your very own copy of Bridget's new book, What Young Children Need You to Know. All you have to do is find us on Facebook or Instagram and comment on this podcast's post. So that's going to enter you into the draw. And we are going to be running this contest right till the very end of the month. And we will announce the winner on June 1st. So good luck, everyone. Awesome. So Bridget, tell us, why did you want to write What Young Children Need You to Know? This is a book that I wish I'd had when my children were young. Everything that's inside is that stuff that I've learned along the way. Um, having a background as a teacher, I went into parenting thinking I knew a lot, but only when you have your own children do you realize just how much more is going to be demanded of you. So what I share in this book is all the bits and pieces that come from the developmental science, which I've studied over the years, but more importantly than that, how we get to apply them in everyday situations so that we're able to be there for our children in ways that perhaps parents weren't there for us. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I have your book in front of me right now. And this uh, is in your typical parenting book. That meant um, to be read from cover to cover. In fact, um, you encourage readers to pick it up and open it to a random page or focus on pages that resonate with them. So tell us, why did you choose to write it this way? Well, first of all, I think the thing we have to remember is that as a parent of young children, you don't have a lot of time. There's a lot of demands that are put on you and you're tired when it gets to the end of the day. As much as you might want to learn something or read something, you don't always have the extra energy to be doing just that. So the way that I've written it is in a very easy way. It's everyday parent language, which takes the philosophy of developmental science and attachment. And it gives it to parents in language that's easy to read and quick and Nope, it's easy to digest and it's done in little batches. So you pick it up, you find the theme or the topic that's of interest to you and it's a quick read, maybe a couple of minutes 
and my hope is that when parents read it, it'll change the perception that they have of their child's behavior. So when we're picking it up, it's not necessarily that it's a cover-to-cover -cover read. Um, it might be a specific topic that you're interested in because you've maybe had a couple of struggles during the day. You're wondering what drove your child to do the thing they did. Or it might just be that you get to the end of the day and you're just wanting a little inspiration to take with you and, you know, apply in days to come. So you talk a little bit, you touch a little bit on conscious parenting. What is conscious parenting? I do. The, the philosophy behind conscious parenting is relatively new. It's um, a term that gets bantered about, but different meanings are attached. When I talk about conscious parenting, it's really looking at it from the perspective of relationship. When children come into our lives, we're presented with an opportunity because we're invited to go on a journey with them. And when we're on that journey, it's going to demand probably a lot more from us than we ever anticipated. And it's during the interactions that we have with our children that the opportunities open up for us to actually learn just as much as we are there to teach. As parents, we tend to think we're going to have children and it's our responsibility to teach them things and to raise them up. But what we don't realize until we're in it is that they're there to help us, to show us the things inside of ourselves that maybe have been neglected because we didn't need to attend to them or because it just hasn't come up for us. And in those interactions, we're led to parts of ourselves and we're able to give that attention because of the love that we have for them. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an example of what children need you to know? Absolutely. In that context, it might be something that comes up and it's very, very often that parents discover that they are very frustrated people. They might think that they're calm and they've got it all together and then suddenly they have their own child and they find themselves wondering where their patience has gone. I've had many parents who've come to me and said, you know, I wasn't one who yelled until I had my own children. What's going on? And that's when they start reflecting on, oh, perhaps there's a lot of frustration in the system that hadn't been moving And now it's bubbling up and coming out when they're interacting with their children. So it's things like that that we don't necessarily anticipate. And if we're open to it, what we're able to do is start paying attention to the things that maybe aren't sitting well inside of us. And when we give that attention, we grow alongside our children. So one strong message in the book that comes through is that we as parents are solely responsible for who our children grow up to be. So how should parents view this role instead? Well, one of the things that we always think as parents is that growing our children up is up to us. Not very often are we in the situation where we have a lot of family support and maybe other caring adults who are there to help us. And that's a really unfortunate thing that is just the way it is for many, many families now. But the secret little bit that people forget is that we actually have Mother Nature on our side. We think that we have to do everything and we forget that while our children are growing and developing, their brain is integrating and Mother Nature is actually going to help them to be able to one day have self-control and all those things because their brain is developing. That part is not necessarily up to us directly. Our responsibility is providing the conditions for children to grow so that Mother Nature can do her part and together we grow up our children to become who they're fully capable of being. Bridget, can you tell us about some of the topics and how it's laid out in your book? 
Of course. So the way that I've written it is there are actually 55 entries in total, and they range across different topics. So some of them would be shyness, why children lie, looking at discipline, having a look at why children struggle to separate, maybe sleep issues, um, timeouts, why it's important for them to feel their emotions and to have their tears, why they do things for attention, what happens to a child when they're feeling left out. And then I also touch on topics from a parent's perspective, looking at parental frustration and just things that might come up for parents when they're dealing with their children. The way I've laid it out is each section is a standalone little chapter of about three or four pages. And the first statement at the top of that chapter is a statement made by the child. So it might be why I lie to you or something like that. And then the main body is you read it and you have a look at it from the perspective of developmental science, what might be moving the child to behave out in the ways that they are. And then looking at that through the perspective of a teacher and a parent, I've shared different stories along the way just to help illustrate what it is that's going on for the child. I've tried to do it from a personal perspective, sharing some of the real experiences both as a parent and then things that I've seen that have unfolded in front of me in the classroom. And when parents read that, my hope is that it will resonate with them and help them to feel that they're not alone. Sometimes parents can very much feel like the things that are happening to them only happen to them because they seldom maybe talk about it with their friends. And my hope is it'll just feel like they've got a companion and reading through that will lead them to a section called Here's What You Can Do. The way that that's laid out is not to give you a prescription or step-by-step instructions on exactly what to do for your child, but more to help you as the parent or the caring adult in a child's life to be able to lead the child through whatever it is they're experiencing because you now see them differently. When we understand what's driving children to act out, we're more likely to be able to change our ways and lead them through it rather than getting them stuck in there. So the what to do is how to be with them, not really what to do to them. And then the very end of that chapter would have a parenting affirmation, which is just a short sentence which sums up the whole chapter. And it's a sentence that parents can cling to in their moments and interactions with their children when they really don't know what to do. Sometimes just having a little mantra that you can go back to puts you back on your track and helps you to find your way through and brings you more into alignment with the parent that you were hoping to be. That's awesome. So often we'll hear someone say a child is doing something just for attention, quote here, right? As if um, that's a bad thing. You take a different perspective on that. Can you explain? I do. There's a whole entry on that. You know, very often things will unfold in front of us and we'll think that the child is just doing it to get attention. And you're so right, people do tend to think of it as a bad thing. But what my message in this book is that when children are doing something for attention, it's because that's exactly what they need. A child who's acting out or behaving in ways that do grab your attention is actually their attempt to get more connection. And we don't necessarily see it like that as adults because the things they do sometimes make us crazy. They know better, but they don't do better. And then they do things which draw our attention and we tend to want to jump on the behavior. Really what's happening is them saying, I need your help, something not working for me and I need you to please give me that attention. 
So it serves as communication and it's a very, very valuable tool, which we shouldn't be ignoring. Anytime we ignore behavior, it gets bigger. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to parenting little ones, tantrums are always a big topic. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us why you say tantrums are gifts in disguise? Can you please tell us more about that? Oh, Heather, that's the perfect example to help me to look, help you to see things differently. Tantrums, we tend to approach as things that we need to get on top of, um, to control, to make the child stop. But really what they are are opportunities for us to help them to move through their big emotions. A very important part of growing up is actually experiencing the depths of emotion that comes with a tantrum. When they are really, really mad, that emotion needs to move out. And it's our job to be there to help them to move it out of the system so that they can process those big feelings and come out the other side better for it. But as a parent, we tend to look at them as things that we want to stop immediately, especially if we're in public. Being in a space where other people are watching puts a tremendous amount of pressure on parents to get their children to cooperate or perform. And all the attention that gets put on a parent can sometimes move them to behave in ways that don't actually align with how they're feeling on their inside. As a parent, having a child with a tantrum, it's a very uncomfortable experience, but you also need to pay attention to what you're going to do out of that place of discomfort. When we become more conscious of the reasons behind a temper tantrum, we're more likely to approach it in a way that we can help the child through it rather than us joining them in it. Mm-hmm. If you could only tell parents one thing, what would it be? I think the takeaway message would have to be that children don't need us to be perfect parents. We put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves trying to measure up to ideals that nobody can actually measure up to. But we do it because we want to be the best parents that we can for our children. When we can have a little bit more self-compassion for ourselves and to remind ourselves that we are doing the best that we can in those moments, and then take an opportunity after that to maybe reflect on what we've done, and then align ourselves with our intention as we want to do better. Part of being able to do differently is to see differently, and when we understand more about what's driving children to behave in the ways they are, we'll see them as not out to get us, but just being the young, immature little people that they are for now. So if we can be a little more gracious, a little more compassionate with ourselves, we're able to extend that to our children and then move them through things in a way that we're more kind and that helps them to grow up through it with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So always keep in mind that children don't need a perfect parent. They need a parent who loves them the way you do. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you, Bridget. Bridget, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? You're welcome to visit my website at www.bridgetmiller.com or you can find me on Facebook at lookwithlove.bridget or parentingwithintention.bridget. Awesome. Heather, can you tell us a little bit again about the 
book contest yes so don't forget all you have to do is find us on instagram or facebook and make a comment on the post that we have put up about this podcast so just whether you love it whether you want to know more whether you can't wait to read this book um anything we'd love to hear from you so all those comments are going to be entered to win it um entered into a draw to win of course your own signed coffee awesome well that concludes today's episode i want to thank you bridget and heather for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be don't forget if you want to hear a little bit more about heather and i we are releasing some mini episodes called real mom moments where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives as moms <laughs> if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca if you are near us don't forget to check out leapfrog gymnastics and get your 25 dollars off your first month of classes with the promo code parent talk follow us on instagram facebook and twitter and you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca If you enjoyed today's episode, we are inviting you to share it on your social media. As we all know, ladies, right? Parenting can be hard. Is it hard sometimes? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so remember, it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a great week. Bye. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.